Welcome to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to inspire you to stand on the Word of God and to help you build unshakable and unstoppable faith in Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba. Shalom and welcome to Unstoppable Faith. A dog here. My guest on today's program, Jamie Grace. She is a two-time Grammy-nominated singer, songwriter, actress, and author of Finding Quiet. At 19 years old, Jamie was nominated for a Grammy for a song she wrote in college, and her career skyrocketed in a matter of months. Among several other nominations, Jamie won the Dove Award New Artist of the Year. But Jamie, she has battled through many challenges in life. She was diagnosed with an illness which causes a tendency to overanalyze decisions, fear, anxious thoughts, uh, which turn into panic. Over the years, Jamie has attained to medication, counseling, and prayer and found that through a combination of purposeful habits and our faith in Jesus is able to manage, she is able to manage our thoughts and find rest and quiet in order to hear the Lord's voice louder than others. A book, Finding Quiet, which we'll be looking at today, combines Jamie's true story with a practical life lessons that, ha that, that have helped her to, to learn how to let go, release herself from comparison, navigate, navigate her relationships well, find purpose, and much more. Through Finding Quiet, Jamie hopes our readers or our viewers with the similar situations that she has battled through, will find hope for their own journey and take away some key truth that have helped uh, along the way. Before I bring on my guest right now, I want us to go to one of our track as we welcome Jamie Grace. Know your history, you are the one who sees. You fix things I've read it in a book And I've heard it from my friends That you You fix things And I believe Everything that's broken Is in your hands And you Turn mountains into sand And you can make a river Out of dry land But you won't always fix things On this side of heaven, heaven, heaven 
Once again, here is my guest, Jamie Grace. Welcome on the program. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited about what you have to say today. Uh, uh, hey, I was listening to that song, Heaven. What a song. What a song. When oh, did you write that you song? So when did you write that song? You know, I wrote that song a long time ago. I was, uh, I think, in my early 20s when I wrote it. Um, just, you know, I get excited about heaven because it's a place of no more crying and no more pain. And sometimes in my human nature, I want the world to be a place of no more crying and no more pain. But um, it's just that song is just that reminder that, uh, of course, God is going to continue to fix things here on earth. But the most um, the place where we will get the most rest and the most peace is going to be in heaven. And so I wrote that song just as a reminder of that. You have a lot of uh, great songs. Um, I, you know, my kids made me listen to all the songs. <laughs> I told you before we went on air that my kids, uh, you are their greatest uh, artist in their lives. You inspire <laughs> my kids. You. So I want you to know that you, you, you teach, you train my kids through your mm. life. So God bless you so much, Jamie. God bless you as well. That's that's really cool to hear. Um, I, you know, I, I recently became a mom, so that's even like more special to me now to hear. So thank you so much for that. I, I saw your baby. I saw your baby. Beautiful. <laughs> do you know how many I have? Uh, how many do you have? I got too many for you to count. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, we just have the one right now. There's a little drawing of us back there. So I see I that. just have one right now, but hopefully more. <laughs> I have five and we are done. I have five. Uh, my husband wants five. So. Oh, praise God. Tell him, tell, tell him I like that. Thank you so much. Yeah. That's an encouragement he wants, he wants for me. He wants five. That's an encouragement <laughs> okay, for good. me. I'll tell him. Awesome. Okay. Well, I know our viewers are excited about having you on Unstoppable Faith here. And uh, we're going to go and dig through this uh, uh, um, the program. Uh, we want to cover your latest book, you know, um, uh, Finding Quiet. I love this. And then uh, before I even go to the question here, uh, would you do a solo at the end, even for a few seconds? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, 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 let me get back on track. So here is, um, you write in this book, uh, you write about uh, the toll of daily anxious thoughts. I know that is a big problem for so many of us, especially, you know, success comes with a certain baggage. I can feel yeah. it, but I just want to hear from you. Why did you write that in chapter one, the tour yeah. of daily anxious thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I wrote that exact sentence as a journal. Um, I never intended to share that. I wrote it because I was experiencing it and trying to figure out how to deal with it. And so I wrote it down thinking, okay, maybe if I write down how anxious I'm feeling, I can start to accept it and then start to figure out where do I go from here? Um, you know, anxiety is something that I've dealt with for a long time, but also, like you said, it's something that we all experience that is not about a medical condition. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of us think, okay, you know, we're, 
where like when you're young you think okay where am i supposed to go to college what kind of job should i apply for or oh, i have two different job opportunities or should i move to a different state or province like where what kind of person should i date what kind of person should i marry how many kids should i have like we we're all we think about these things and then they can easily turn into anxious thoughts with like oh no well, if we buy this car can we afford it or if we lease it is that good for credit like all there's like 18,000 bajillion <laughs> things yeah. that we we're thinking about daily decisions we have to make that can turn into anxious thoughts that keep us up late at night that you know make us feel stressed out that can have a negative impact on the way that we treat other people the way that we communicate with other people so it's crazy because that exact line I wrote it in my journal about three years ago uh, maybe two and a half years ago and I was just thinking like how am I supposed to get through every day when all I can really get through are the fact that I'm is the fact that I'm just like constantly anxious. Wow, wow, that is a that is a that is a loaded uh, you know uh, chapter right there. I wrote I, I read the book, and then uh, you know so many of us um, allow these anxious thoughts to really weigh us down. And I, li I like what you say on that. But we're gonna move to our next one, uh, which is in chapter four, uh, and uh, and this is enough. I mean, uh, this is uh, actually big because yesterday mm -hmm. we were live on air, and one of the younger men that was on the program he shared actually exactly this topic and we did not look mm. into your book mm. i am not enough talk to us about that yeah you know i oftentimes like i kind of want to be a superhero sometimes and not because i am selfish not because i want the glory but simply because i just i want everybody to be happy and i want everybody to be okay and i want to just solve all of the problems so that nobody's sad like it sounds so like it almost sounds kind of like oh cool but it also can be really taxing you know um when i was a little girl five, six, seven years old, I would very casually say things like, I want to change the world. You know, wow. I want to make a difference. I want to make an impact. And that stuff, that's beautiful. That's admirable. And, you know, as children of God, we're called to go out and make disciples. And of course, you know, through Christ, change happens. And so those are beautiful things to think about. But I, I think we have to remind ourselves that we are not enough. Um, I have to remind myself that I am not enough. Um, even as a mom, like when I first had my daughter, my mom would come over to the house and she would say, like, let me hold the baby. And like, you know, my husband could go out and get groceries and I could take a nap. And I would get so stressed out. Like my mom is my best friend. My mom is so good with babies. My mom is so good with kids. And I would do such a bad job at like letting my mom hold the baby so I could go lay down. But eventually I had to start telling myself, like, I am not, like, I'm not the only person in the world that can hold her for a few minutes. Like, wow. you know, and, and it's okay. Like, God puts people in our lives to help us with things. God puts people in our lives to walk with us through things. We don't have to be enough for every person all the time. God is all things to all people. Amen. We are not. Amen. And when we can accept that we are not enough, um, for those of us that struggle with wanting to be enough, <laughs> then we can start to allow God's hand to work in so many other ways. And we can really start to experience some peace and some freedom.
powerful. That that is just powerful right there. I don't want to add my two cents. You, you you're getting me excited. Uh, 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 let's go to another one, which is a big as well. The desire for control. Talk to mm -hmm. us about that. Yeah. So, you know, um, when I was a kid, I was diagnosed with this medical condition called Tourette. And the the, the actual description of the condition is uh, movements and sounds you can't control. And most people have met somebody with tics or something like that. You know, they might do a lot of blinking or snapping. And so basically I had a lot of tics and I couldn't control them. And it's crazy because sometimes the things that we don't want in life, God uses beautiful blessings. And that has been one of the main things with my Tourette experience is that my inability to control my arms and my legs sometimes and my blinking sometimes has taught me just this patience and this peace with not being able to control everything in the world and not being able to control everything in my life. Like I will, I will sometimes feel like I've done everything right. And I've done everything that I can. Like, I'm not sure if you can see behind me yes. the schedule that I have behind me. Cause <laughs> I like, I love schedules. I love organizing, you know, me and my husband, we sit down on like Sundays and we make a plan for the week and it's like, okay, you're going to pick up the baby from my parents. I'm going to make dinner. You know, like we make, we make sure we got everything going on and then like we'll get a flat tire or, yeah. you know, we'll have like something to construction going on in our neighborhood or, you know, one of us will get stuck in traffic and we'll get, we'll, or they will be out of all the stuff we wanted at the grocery store. Like we can't control that, you know, there are going to be things that happen in life that we can't control. And even bigger things like we're in a pandemic right now. Like I was just talking with some friends in Canada and they were talking about how they wanted to visit the U S but there's just some things we cannot control right now. And, um, you know, a lot of people have lost their lives and, and lost jobs due to what's going on in our, in, the, in our world right now. And so there are always going to be things that we can't control. And life is not about obsessing over those things, but it's mm -hmm. about accepting that we wish we could control them mm -hmm. and then putting it in God's hands and saying, okay, I know I can't control this, even though I want to. So God, just give me peace and give me quiet to walk through it. It's it's crazy how loud our lives get without us realizing it. Cause we oftentimes think that like loud just means like, oh, the kids are screaming or there's music being played. Like that's not just what it means though. Like loud is anxiousness, loud is control, loud is so it's worry, it's fear. And we have to daily say like surrender those things to God and ask us how, ask him rather, excuse me, how he can still move in our lives, even in the midst of all of this imperfection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, I love that. I love that. The desire for control and how we are not meant to really control everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We move on to another one, which is big also for so many of us. So many of us have this one. And you talked about the schedule and all that. And then uh, it is in chapter seven where you write uh, plans and uh, dreams. Talk to mm -hmm. us about that. Yeah, definitely. You know, I am, I think usually people either they like, they like to plan things or like they like to know exactly what's going to happen in five years 
or they like to dream, you know, and they're like, oh, let's just see what happens. And I am like, if you take both of those things and just push them together, I'm literally both of those things. Like I said, I've got this like schedule behind me, but then I also have this like bright pink thing behind me because I'm just like, oh, whatever, it's just life, you know? <laughs> and so I've had to just like really surrender so much of that to God and really like be like, be okay with like, yeah, I'm going to plan. Yeah. I'm going to dream, but it's going to be God's plan. You know, I mentioned at the beginning of this, like my husband wants five kids. Mm -hmm. Um, what I did not mention at the beginning is that I want seven to 12. Wow. Um, and so wow. <laughs> I know, I know, I know it's, I, people are always like, are you sure? I'm like, oh, I'm positive. Like I used to want 20. So I'm, you know, I'm working my way down to five. Um, <laughs> but even like, even with that, like, we don't know what God is doing. You know, we don't know how many, like how big our family is going to be. Like, we don't know if God's like, God might call us to move to Germany next yeah. year. Yeah. You know, God might call us to be missionaries. And so we only have one child because it's, you know, easier when it comes to travel. Um, mm -hmm. We have no idea what, you know, what God's going to do. And so I, I think it's beautiful to plan. It's beautiful to dream, but just to always remember that God has plans for us as well. God has dreams for us as well. And the more and more that we center ourselves on him and align ourselves with his purpose for our lives and just prayer time with him and reading the word of God, um, the more we'll start to see our plans and dreams line up with his. Um, doesn't mean there won't be disappointment sometimes, but we'll, we'll start to, be able to walk out more in what he has for our lives. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That is, that is key, that is key. And uh, that's the truth, you know, I travel extensively around the world. And uh, most of, you know, when we started, we had only a few kids. And mm -hmm. then now I have to sometimes drive 20 hours because oh. I just want to go with my family to yeah. go and preach in a different place, which is a lot of a uh, uh, problem. But uh, you're right, you know, we, our plans and our desires and our dreams, sometimes, you know, they are God's dreams. We have to give it to God. Um, there, there are three others I want us to, actually three others I want us to run to. We still got time here. And then one is my favorite, the last one. I kept that one for last for a purpose. Now, let's look at this <laughs> other thought of uh, competition versus community and you write that in this book in uh, chapter eight talk to us about that yeah you know um i remember i was on a tour um a couple of years oh in my earlier 20s um and uh, another girl that i was touring with she was about my age i thought she was really cool uh, we sung together before, sang together, sung together. I'm not sure how to say that. Right. <laughs> um, she was really cool. And I remember she told me that her record label told her that until she was as successful as me, Jamie Grace, that she was not of value to them. Wow. And wow. that was one of the most wow. heartbreaking things I've ever heard. Wow. And the only reason why she told me is because we had had an exchange of words that weren't very kind to each other. And she mm -hmm. told me, look, this is why I'm having a hard time with this being a friendship. And it made me realize like so many different things. But first of all, it made me realize how often 
competition just completely eradicates the possibility of community. Mm -hmm. You know, this is someone that to this day, it, it makes me sad that we never became friends. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're cordial with each other now. We're, you know, we're friendly if we happen to see each other. Um, but we're not friends. And we were not able to build a friendship because it was not uh, helpful for mm. her successfully or professionally yeah. rather. Yeah. And I think that that's something that, that happens in, in many industries, you know, entertainment, you know, business, um, you know, sports industries, finance industry in, in, in school for sure. Oh my goodness. The amount of competition that we, you know, give kids of like, Oh, well, this is their SAT score, or this is how many colleges they got accepted into, or this is the internship that's on their college application. You know, the amount of competition that we, that we that we fester in our lives from a young age, it's so unhealthy. And, mm. you know, don't get me wrong, like I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a businesswoman, so I totally understand the professional side of things, of making sure that things are profitable and making sure that, you know, you're making sense from a financial and professional side of things. But when it comes to the way that we are treating each other as humans, I think that we need to focus less on can I be the best of the best at all times mm -hmm. and focus more on how is God going to help me be the best version of myself? Hallelujah. And then in the areas where I am not the best, mm -hmm. how can I bring someone else alongside and lift them up? Hallelujah. And, you know, one of my favorite examples of that is Serena Williams. Mm -hmm. I feel like she has this ability to be, I mean, I think she's the greatest athlete of all time or maybe one of the greatest athletes i think she's just the greatest everything i think she's mm. so cool um but i love how any like i love how she's able to have this professional competition with her sister venus mm. yet still be best friends with her sister venus Amazing. and so I, I i love that example so much because it's possible to compete professionally or academically or whatever that might be, but it should never, it should never take the front seat uh, when it comes to community. Powerful, powerful. You have no idea, even in ministry, for some of us who, mm. who are in ministry, that is one of uh, the things. I remember when I was uh, just up and coming, uh, minister, television guy, uh, many leaders, they considered me a threat instead of mm. the value that I brought to the table for the community. So I right. like that point, what you've made. And, and for those who are watching around the world, I believe you're picking this up because we are not called to compete. Yes, life is a competition, but the end result and the end goal is community, to add mm -hmm. value into community. We're going to go yeah. uh, to another point here. Uh, I like how we're moving here. We're moving along well with the time. <laughs> Uh, the noise of feelings, the noise of feelings, come on. This is supposed to be in chapter two. If you see, I brought it down away from, uh, from there because this is big. There are so many voices mm. that try to whisper to us, you are not enough or you are not good enough. So many voices. But I just want you to talk to this the noise of feelings, which is written in chapter two. If you're watching this, hey, start now emailing right now, info <laughs> at kitvnetwork.com. I have a giveaway to give, and I'm going to make sure we send that book to you. Jamie, the noise of feelings. Yeah, you know, I I have an interesting relationship with feelings. Um, it depends on the day for me sometimes. I 
I don't like to feel things sometimes because I worry that once I start feeling, I'll feel so much <laughs> that I won't know how to deal with it. Um, but then there are other times where I'm like, okay, I've been feel, I've been like hiding away from feeling for so long. So I'm just going to have to just sit down on the couch and feel and cry and, you know, get it all out. Um, but I, I think sometimes like, at least for me, the reason why, like I was saying, the reason why I can be intimidated or overwhelmed by my feelings um, is because I know that there are so many, That's true. <laughs> but, but feelings are so they're so realistic. They're so human. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to make sure that we are not pushing them down so far um, that, we're, that we're not even acknowledging them. You know, uh, I, got, I got married two and a half years ago and um, my husband uh, cried when I walked down the aisle. He was, he was happy. They were happy tears. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think about I, it, many men cry at their weddings, but oh, yes. here's my husband, you know, the six foot three black man, former athlete. <laughs> uh, and, and, and everyone expected me to cry because I was always running around like, I'm single, I'm single. Um, you know, meanwhile, I was laughing at the wedding because I'm just a goofball and I just, I couldn't believe I got him to marry me. Um, so I was like, I was giggling. My dad was like laughing. Me and my dad were just cracking jokes. Um, and my husband is crying, like, like crying. Wow. Um, and I continually tell him, you know, if you cry at your wedding or not, it's okay. But I just, I've always told him like, look, that was one of the most beautiful things because so often we tell men you're not supposed to cry. Um, and by telling men that they're not supposed to cry, what we're really telling them is that you're not allowed to feel. That's true. Um, you know, and what we're like, we tell black men, you know, oh, you ha- you're supposed to be strong. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be stronger than everybody else. You're not supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, we give athletes a hard time with that. We, we fall into such the stereotype that feelings are for the weak. Mm-hmm. Feelings are for children. Feelings are for girls. And that's simply not true true um you know when 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 the word of god talks about you know don't be anxious mm-hmm. you know it's it's not saying hey you're a bad person if you're anxious mm-hmm. it's acknowledging that because it knows that it's realistic mm-hmm. um when when the bible says in psalm 30 verse 5 weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning mm-hmm. it's acknowledging those two things because weeping is realistic and yes. joy is realistic mm-hmm. and you don't you don't get to those things without feeling and so as difficult as it is i try to encourage people to feel, to mm. embrace, Amen. you know. This is exciting. I'm, I'm excited. You're ministering to me. Hey, at the end of the Amen. program, you're going to be praying for our viewers who are watching around the world. We have many here in Canada. Some are listening on Faith FM Radio. As you're driving right now, you're listening to this program. I just want you to really pick up all these things that Jamie, she's sharing with us. Mm-hmm. Next topic. Tempted to compare. My goodness. Again, I don't want to give my two cents on that. Because uh, it's like my life, you know, you, you, you've spoken into my life. You know, you want to compare. I'm not good enough. I'm not like that. I'm not tall. I'm, I'm not, you know, a tall guy. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Come on, speak to us. Tempted to compare. Oh, 
Most definitely. I mean, here's the thing. This is a little bit of tough love. And so I like to give a heads up. If you're not emotionally ready for this, maybe just like run and get a water real quick and then come back when I'm finished because this is a little bit of tough love. Um, there will always, there will always be someone prettier, taller, skinnier, mm -hmm. with more money, mm -hmm. with more class, with a better car, a better house. There will always, it's just, it's the reality. You can be like, oh, look at all this money I have, but someone might have a cooler personality, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. It, it's, it, that's just reality. And, mm -hmm. the, and the reason is, is because God has given each of us gifts and talents and strengths so that we can all build each other up. Um, it's so easy. Trust me. It's so easy to compare yourself to other people. I remember after I had my daughter, um, I was getting a lot, and this is frustrating that people even think it's appropriate, but I was getting a lot of messages about like if I was going to lose weight and how wow. much weight I was going to lose and when I was going to start looking like I did before I you know, was pregnant with my daughter. Um, people became so fascinated with my body and my weight and what things looked like. And for a while, I had to kind of get off of social media because I would see other, you know, other women that maybe like were skinnier or mm -hmm. that were like wearing swimsuits. And it was making me feel really insecure mm -hmm. um, about the way that I looked and wow. about my own self. Wow. Um, and it was hard because when I went to my doctor, I was healthy. My doctor was wow. like, good job, keep it wow. up. Amen. But <laughs> the internet was like, boo. Wow. And so I really, what I had to do is step away from the noise. Amen. I stopped Amen. reading comments. I stopped responding to comments. Amen. I stopped following pages that made me feel insecure about myself. Amen. And you, <laughs> it didn't happen overnight, but over time of just really praying and really, you know, just receiving the encouragement I was receiving from my mm. husband and my family and my doctor, mm -hmm. I really started to become comfortable in my own skin. Mm -hmm. And I started to accept the fact that I do look different than I did before I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. But I like that I look different. Amen. I embrace the fact that I know that I carried a child and Amen. that my body is a reminder of Hallelujah. that. Um, and so that's just that's just a personal testimony. That's something that's not in the book because I was still struggling with it when I was re writing the book. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just something that God has really dealt with me on is mm -hmm. that it's not my job to compare myself to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And if there are voices in my life that are comparing me to anybody else, then I need to shut that down. Hallelujah. Because, you know, like I said, health is important. And of course, that's something to make sure you're looking up on. But mm -hmm. God has us here for a reason, a Amen. purpose and a plan. Hallelujah. And God is not about to, like, it's not God's job to compete with Instagram. No. And so if it's Instagram that's making you compare, shut it down. Hallelujah. If it's, you know, maybe just for a week, maybe for a couple of months. Yes. If it's the radio, if it's mm -hmm. a poster on your wall, mm -hmm. um, whatever it might be. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that those are bad things no. per se. No. But sometimes we have to make sure that we are not allowing noise into mm -hmm. our lives That's that true. doesn't need to be there yes. because God's voice needs to be the loudest. Hallelujah. Those are triggers that triggers you mm -hmm. wherever yeah. you are. 
get them out. I love this is an evangelist right there. Evangelist <laughs> Jamie Grace. Woo! I am a pastor's kid, so <laughs> I, I know. Hey, I can, I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it. Now we're gonna go into the bigger one. This one ministered to me uh, since yesterday. I began to follow you really uh, with intention. I followed everything you mm. do. I wanted to really. It's like I know you already. Uh, 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 it's like you are too close to us, to my family. Mm. And then as I was listening to this song, uh, Heaven, in which you've written in your book, Fixing Things. I don't know if it's, it yeah. is related, but I, I heard you always, mm -hmm. you always, you know, sometimes God does not fix things. Yeah. Talk to us about fixing things. Yeah. You know, I, I tell a story in the book about my dad, uh, you know, being a pastor, but also an electrician by trade and his ability to always fix things. Um, and, you know, the, the physical aspect of things when it comes to electronics and technology. And there's a, a funny little family uh, story in there. But um, I, I can't fix things all the time. And as I embrace that and as I'm okay with things that are not perfect and things that are not always healed on this earth, um, I further just step into the acknowledgement and the acceptance that perfection is heaven. Mm -hmm. And that is the place where I will take, you know, the deepest of all breaths, you know, uh, that is the place where I will finally have the most amount of relaxation and peace and rest and quiet as we step into all that, all of the perfection that God has for us. You know, um, I, it doesn't mean that we don't, you know, we still continue to allow God to use us here on this earth, you know, to to serve people and to love people and to devote our lives to whatever purpose it is that God has set out for us. You know, we, of course, continue to do that. Um, but it's just the understanding and the acknowledgement that God is not you know, a soda machine, you know, we don't, we don't go to him and just say, oh, well, I gave you this prayer and I pushed these buttons. So I'm supposed to get what I want now. You know, that that's simply not how he works. And sometimes the things on this earth that don't get fixed or corrected the, the way or healed precisely the way that we want them to, um, you know, sometimes those things are there to teach us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they are there to build us and mm -hmm. to shape us mm -hmm. um, and to help us mm -hmm. um, be the best version of ourselves. I mean, I know that's such a cliche phrase to use, but um, God is using our adversity. God is using the tragedy. He is using um, those things to help, you know, build us um, into who he really created us to be. Thank you, Jamie. I know I've taken up uh, more than over the time that I was... Uh, uh, I was told to interview to get to get you on this program, but you have. I mean, I'm a talker, so it's also. Me. <laughs> and you know what? It, it it worked out really good because I, most of the times, you know, you get the guests and then you the one doing the talking. But my viewers, they already hear from me. I wanted uh, them to hear from you now. I want you to know right now that uh, there are people watching you all around Canada here. There are people watching you in Africa. Uh, we are specifically mm -hmm. on uh, ZNBC TV3 right there in Zambia, as well as uh, Lookout so TV cool. in Kenya. <laughs> so they are watching right now. That's what so cool. would you say to them? 
Oh my gosh, well, first of all, I did not know this was on TV in Africa. I just got really nervous and excited. Like, that's really cool. <laughs> Um, my, my daughter, this is probably so weird to mention. I don't know, but my daughter's obsessed with this one show called Achille and me. Um, we watch that all the time. So I just Achille, feel really special. Achille, Achille, Achille. Yes. Achille. yes. Yeah. Like, literally. <laughs> I, I'm always like one, 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 oh, one, yeah. one, one. <laughs> we, there's so much Achille in this house. Yeah. I feel so cool right now. I'm in Africa. I made Achille. it. <laughs> um, yeah, man, you know, Oh, my goodness. I just, I think the most, the most like pertinent thing that I would want to say, and I, and I think that it's probably so maybe obvious, but I just want to say it as a reminder is that like, like even, even through all the things that I'm saying about how sometimes things don't get fixed on earth and, you know, perfection is in heaven and that kind of stuff. Like, I just want to backtrack and just remind everyone that it is still okay to feel, Amen. you know, God Amen. is, God mm -hmm. is with mm -hmm. us in those moments yes. too. You know, I remember, um, when I was a little girl, my uncle passed away and I remember sitting on the couch with my dad. I think I was sitting on the edge of the bed, maybe with my dad. And I was just crying and crying. And I just remember my dad, putting his arm around me. And I think I kind of thought like, like if it was in a movie today, you would probably imagine, you know, the dad being like, oh, it's going to be okay. But I just remember my dad saying, this hurts. Mm -hmm. And I think about my dad, like that's like the heavenly father. I think mm -hmm. about God putting his arm around us and saying, this hurts. Mm -hmm. Um, because God knows, Amen. he knows how much we hurt. Yes. And, you know, and I understand that even with my life, like I come from a place of privilege where I've not experienced a lot of the hurt that other people have. And yes. so even with that, I, I, I know that, you know, I, I don't fully know what other people are going through, mm -hmm. but I do know that God is wrapping his arm around you Amen. and he's saying, I, I feel this, I, mm. I hurt too, mm. because this hurts. Mm. Um, God will bring peace. God will bring quiet. God mm. will bring rest. Um, and he is with you every single step of the way. Hallelujah. With that, I just want you, if you can, please uh, just uh, pray yeah. for the people uh, that yeah. are watching right now, that are going through what you've gone through. And mm -hmm. uh, I know your desire is for people really to, to, to take these uh, truth and uh, help them in their lives as they face different challenges. Please mm -hmm. go right ahead and just uh, pray for those who are listening and watching this program. Yeah, most definitely. Um, dear Lord, we just, we come to you right now um, yes, and we just say thank you so much uh, for this conversation um, and for this time that you've allowed us to connect. Um, we just ask, Lord, that, that you would use this conversation, that you would Stop. use this uh, show and this network to remind Stop. people of your love um, and your faithfulness yes, um, and your grace and your mercy. Yes, Lord. Um, and of course, your peace that passes mm -hmm. all understanding, Lord. Yes, Lord. Um, we are just, we are asking for an abundance of that peace. Yes, Lord. You know that every problem may not go away as we believe that it should lord so yes, we lord. ask for your peace and your rest yes, in the midst of the chaos in the midst of the noise and in the midst yes, of lord. the pain that we are facing lord thank um, Jesus. we just thank you so much for who you are mm -hmm. and, and for who you will be and it's in your son's name we pray amen
Amen and amen. You're watching around the world. You're watching wherever you are watching right now. I just want to tell you this. I got Jamie's latest book, uh, Finding Quiet. We're giving away one book only. One book only. And I know why I'm doing that. We'll give some more away when we are able to acquire some more. But here's what I want you to do. Write to us, info at kitvnetwork.com or write directly to me, life at kazumbachows.com. And I want you to write one point that impacted you from Jamie's life and Jamie's story or what she has written about the book. Write one thing so you have to pay careful attention because we won't just give you because you wrote, you, you, you know, you emailed us. Now, secondly, before we go, I just want you to visit uh, our website, kazumbachows.org. And uh, before we go, we're gonna go to another song on, uh, for Jamie that she has done, Heaven. Take a listen. God bless you. Until then, shalom, shalom. I know your history. You are the one who sees any fixed thing. of heaven, heaven, heaven On this side of heaven, heaven, heaven I've welcomed you inside My empty life and you You fix things Mended relationships and made Even though I'm broken, I'm 
take my fear and turn it into sand. Let my faith be like a river running free in dry land. Cause I know you'll keep fixing things, yeah. And you'll fix everything, yeah. In heaven, heaven, heaven. Faith is the currency of the kingdom of God. Thank you for tuning in to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. If this program has been a blessing to you, write to us at life at kazumbacharles.com and share your testimony.